I feel like I'm in the restaurant and I'm like trying to order, and my dad's like, "Speak up!" <laughs> no, I'm so sorry. I was like, maybe it's not the AirPods' fault. Maybe it's just Taya's fault. <laughs> no, but I was always that kid. I was like, I like for my first like half of not half of my life, quarter of my life. Um, my mom did have to order for me, like everywhere we went, until my dad was like, "She's not a child anymore. She can't act like it. Make her talk to a stranger." You're like I have anxiety. Fucking yeah. leave me alone. I have anxiety, and I choose to not confront it because I'm seven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know I what choose. it means. No. <laughs> All right. Episode twelve. Howdy ho. Howdy ho. Welcome to the Lonely Cast. Um, we have a guest. This is a very exciting, momentous occasion. <laughs> first ever guest, Taya, one of my good friends. Brittany's just meeting Taya for the first time. I am. Everybody say yes. welcome, Taya. Welcome, Taya. I can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> um, this episode's going to be pretty exciting. I'm kind of a little bit excited, a little bit nervous to talk about it. I'm not sure where it's going to go yet, but we'll see. Um, we're talking about sex, to put it plainly. Good old S-E-X. intercourse. Good old fornication. <laughs> um, whatever that might mean for anybody, really. Yeah, I mean. I'm the sexpert. I've been yes. invited on, not because of... <laughs> oh yeah, self-promote, what the hell? <laughs> I've been invited on, not because I'm actually a sexpert, but because... I really like talking about sex, yeah. and that's my qualification, I guess. Yeah, that's true. Taya does have her own sex podcast. It's called the Reverse Cowgirl Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, it is available on all streaming platforms, so if you want to hear a bunch of people talk about their sexual lives and experiences throughout it, and their opinions on sex, go there. Yes. It's very <laughs> intersectional, very um, open-minded, and I'm not educated whatsoever. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I'm the every man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Every I'm a virgin, day. so... I'm a virgin. <laughs> I'm just here for an extra Fuck. take. That's really... <laughs> it's really not helpful, Brittany. <laughs> God. Yeah, sorry. I'll go I'll go change that right now. Okay. We're going to take a short break. Um, <laughs> I just need five minutes. Totally. Uh, and then, actually, I mean, first first subject I would like to ask everybody about is their first time. Uh, so, you know, whoever, how, actually, well, guess first. Have you guys talked about it before? I, I mentioned my I think story. we, yeah, we did on, like, our fan fiction episode for some reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I can um, go more into depth. <laughs> I don't know how much more into depth I want to go. Mine's yeah. not, like, a great story. It's just really sweet. I lost it to my high school girlfriend, and... <laughs> <laughs> And we were obviously um, high schoolers and gay, so we <laughs> lost it to, um, I think it was the Nutcracker on vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you got like the Nutcracker Barbie movie. That's what my mind oh. went to. <laughs> it was on in the background. Yeah, <laughs> that is also very gay. Yeah, it would be. yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, we had like this beautiful rose incense. <laughs> smoke going up and um it, w- it was really really nice it was great it was in her bedroom and her dog was just sitting outside the door because I didn't want to do it with the dog in the room 
respect. Wow. That is amazing. Yeah. This... It... <laughs> Just thinking the stark opposites between like a gay girl's first time and like a heterosexual first time. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow, that sounds very pleasant. Weird. That sounds like something I would like to live. I don't think that's even happened to me yet in my life. <laughs> um, my, I mean, my first time with a guy was not like that because I I can't remember it. I was blackout. That yeah. I guess that's what it took for it to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so all I was thinking about while like before this is I was like, this is gonna be three bisexuals talking about sex, but it's all just going to be our sexual experience experiences and how like just men in general. It's gonna be very weird. But you know what? It's good. The disgust dripping off of the word men. Yeah. <laughs> no, but we love we love them, clearly. Sorry. But clearly and unfortunately. Yeah. Those two oh. can coexist. I'm really trying to disengage myself from the I wish I was a fully gay person. Ugh, men. Mm-hmm. Um discussion I guess or rhetoric Mm -hmm. because I feel that I'm being biphobic when I say that about myself Mm -hmm. I feel like it's very disrespectful to my sexuality to like feel ashamed of the the male part of it Mm -hmm. a little bit I like that I think that's really good something I'm definitely gonna think about but I mean (laughs) (laughs) but still fuck men so yeah and also fuck them uh no but like Respectfully, I don't know. I have, like, much deeper levels to my disdain, but it definitely comes off as, like, ugh, I hate all men, and that's not it at all. Yeah. Um, clearly. But anyways, Brittany, your first time. <laughs> well, I don't know how to follow that up, because that sounded very uh, beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Mine was at a um, get-together uh, with my high school boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I was, like, 16. Um very drunk guest bedroom um all of his friends were just like down the hall one of them i'm pretty sure was like tapping on the window outside um just what you would what you would imagine from teenage (laughs) boys um and then he like a minute after um got into a fight in the garage and right. uh, like spit in someone's face, and I was like, "This is, <laughs> this is straight." <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, my so god. That was pleasant. <laughs> no nutcracker, no incense, just yeah. vibes. <laughs> just that sounds like straight testosterone. On yeah. 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 God. So uh, what was the fight about? Do you remember? I have no idea. I just heard screaming, and then there was spitting, and he's like, we're gonna leave. I was like, well, we're not gonna leave, because we're both hammered, so who's driving? We're in, <laughs> we're in like, St. Albert or something. Oh, no. Um, but yeah, I've never seen a fight where someone, like, spit on someone before, and I was yeah. like, if this guy beats the shit out of my boyfriend, I support him, because that's so disrespectful. <laughs> but... <laughs> I was like, lose my virginity and then watch my boyfriend get the shit kicked out of him. Oh, no. What a time. <laughs> I did incorporate spitting into the fight scene that I wrote in my fanfiction. Wow. I know. In a sexy way? Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna ask. <laughs> Definitely, for sure. 
Nice. Um, they got into a fight and then they spat in each other's mouths and it was very erotic. Very homo erotic. Which one is okay, this? This is fan fiction? What? <laughs> well, this is the same one I lost my virginity in. Except it was like the original. I lost my virginity in the sequel to that one. Um, the fight was important because it sent my love interest into a coma for <laughs> like a month. Mm. It was a very high, high stress, uh, emotional plot what twist. The fuck? Um, because then when he woke up, he didn't remember who I was. It was like a big, yeah. That is so sad. I'm so sorry you had to go through that. I know. Thank you. <laughs> I have recovered since then, but um, some so of my readers might not have. That's so funny because the part that you read on that episode was like the most romantic, beautiful, like just poetic, uh, losing your virginity. Mm-hmm. It's funny mm-hmm. to think that all that happened as well. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, it was it was really a, it truly was a novel, like, <laughs> for sure. Did you guys ever go on Wattpad? Yeah, that's where I wrote my fan fiction. I okay. still do. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. I'm still on Wattpad. I just made a new yeah. account actually because I can't actually? get into my old one. <laughs> yeah. We're on Tumblr too, so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still I'm still on Tumblr. I'm still there. I'm not on Wattpad anymore. I'm ashamed. Okay, we're gonna have to exchange handles. Tumblr, Tumblr yeah. usernames. <laughs> mm-hmm. After this. <laughs> um, I guess my virginity story. I mean, I did mention this in the fan fiction episode. Uh, I mean. Long story short, it was in the backseat of my mom's Ford Flex in the Kingsway Mall parking lot um, in between school and math tutoring. Uh, It was, though, with a long-term boyfriend of mine. Um, We had dated for, like, three years, and it was probably, like, six or so months into our relationship that it happened. Um, Very little knowledge of what was actually going on. I can't really remember how I felt afterwards. I think I was just excited that I did it. And then I remember all of his friends were very, um, I don't know how to say it, but like, not excited, but like, fascinated by the fact that my boyfriend was the first one out of the entire friend group to lose their virginity, because he just didn't seem like the type. Um, so yeah. That was interesting. Actually, I spent a lot of time the other night on Facebook, going through my old Facebook messages and figuring out that I was not the problem in high school. Um, (laughs) I was. (laughs) And and that I just dealt with a lot of really uh, mean and unstable people. Why would you do that to yourself? I don't know. I feel like there was a lot of mystery. I feel like I don't remember a lot of high school, and I always thought, like, oh, I was just such a mentally ill and, like, terrible person. Well, it's kind of, like, my gist of my understanding of how high school was. But then going back through my old Facebook messages was actually quite enlightening, because, like, I realized I was like, no, I was just trying to, like, cope with, like, people dumping trauma on me, people being, like, weirdly sexist, and when I called them out for it, they'd be like, oh, no. Or, like, girls literally just messaging me out of the blue being like, I don't know why you're spreading rumors about me, blah, 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 and, like, sending paragraphs of, like, you're the worst person after literally, like, the day before being like, oh, my God, I love you so much. You're the greatest person ever. And, like, I always, I think from those exchanges, I would get those paragraphs, and my first response would be like, huh? (laughs) Like, so confused. So I was like, was this, like, I don't know. 
it was just it was enlightening to say the least yeah it's whenever crazy. I go it's... through them I'm just like I'm I was really annoying <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but there was definitely a lot of uh I got those messages all the time and it was like people I'd never spoken to before and they yeah. were like why would you say that I was like why would I say that I obviously yeah. didn't I was telling Abby that um like two years after high school I heard that there was a rumor going around that I got like Eiffel towered by these two guys that I like never really spoken <laughs> to there's this one girl that like wanted to beat me up and I had no idea why and it was because she was dating one of them but I was like I'm glad that everyone thought that I, my sex life was more exciting than it was because I like wasn't really having sex <laughs> yeah. I was like cool fun <laughs> Has anyone here ever actually had a threesome? No. No. I barely like letting one person see me naked, so the idea of having two people seeing me naked is not for me. That is, that's valid. Would you ever? I would love to, yeah. Yeah? Um, I think it would have to be the right dynamic, though. Mm -hmm. Like, I couldn't, it would have to be either this is a couple and I'm like their unicorn because mm-hmm. then I, I'll be special and they'll treat me special. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the princess I am. Or it's going to be me and like a, a committed partner and we'll have somebody that we both mutually love. Mm-hmm. And we treat them special. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. I like that. It has to be like an emotionally invested situation for me, I think. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I am currently on a path towards a threesome with my friends with benefit, friend with benefits and another person, but I'm not on Tinder and neither is he. So we're like, I don't know, we're trying to figure out a strategy. I think the strategy is we're going to actually start have to hang, like we're going to start having to hang out outside of like our hookups and like go out to like a bar or something together. It's dangerous. And look hot. Oh my god, wait, you're going to be the bar sharks? Me and like, my partner saw you cross the bar and we like your vibe. No, I would want, I would know. Oh my god, because that's too cringy. And as someone who's like had that done to them. And I also think like the, the Tinder thing is like a little bit cringy too. There's a, there's a chance like if I meet a girl and we're down to have a sexual relationship, I could ask her and be like, I have this friend with benefits that's like, interested in a threesome would you also be interested or like if a girl came up to us at a bar or something and was like really hitting on us i would like be down because i think like that's Mm. hot and i would say like we're both fairly attractive like he's very good looking i would say that like that that wouldn't be an issue because i feel like the biggest thing is like when you see like a couple looking for a threesome or whatever the girl is like gorgeous and then her boyfriend is like (laughs) not so much right but um i would say he would have pretty good luck. <laughs> I think we could be pretty appealing to yeah. a bisexual person. So yeah, I um I missed the opportunity for a threesome. Um, it was a few years ago, and <laughs> there was like literally out of a magazine the most beautiful couple I've ever seen. And I was standing at the bar, and the girl was like glaring at me. And so I was like, wanted to fight her. <laughs> I was like, I turned around, I was like, what, what's up? And then her boyfriend came up and was, they were just talking about how they were like exploring new things and they thought I was cute. And I was like, 
okay. Um, I was like, well, I just came here with my friends because it was like someone's birthday. So I put my number in their phone for them to like text me later, but I was so drunk that I typed it in wrong and I never saw it again. And I think oh, about yeah. it all the time. <laughs> oh my God. What yeah. bar was it at? Um, the pint. <laughs> oh, the pint. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think they were like, they looked like business professionals. <laughs> they oh. looked like they had their shit together. That's sexy. I know. Oh <laughs> wow. They could buy you things. They would like bring you back to like a really nice condo downtown. Ooh. They'd buy you, you'd go for dinner first and they'd get you like multiple rounds of stuff and drinks and desserts. Oh my god. <laughs> I wow. think about it often. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a porno running through my mind. I'm like, hold up, hold up. This is too good. Yeah, it um, would have been would have been a good time <laughs> for sure. <laughs> and I fucked speaking up. Of, <laughs> speaking of porn, does anybody here watch porn? Consume porn? What kind of porn? Porn, porn, porn. Um, I've I kind of like only fans footer mm-hmm. um just because i feel like it's hard to find a porn site that's not horrible uh yeah. to the creators um but um that being said i don't know if you guys know owen gray you subscribe to him is it good he's fantastic <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, I've never heard of this person before. Oh, he's really good. I've only watched him on Pornhub. Yeah. Uh, I'm not paying for anybody. I should be. (laughs) I know I should be. But I mean, like, Um, you can get it for free anywhere. It's kind of like, well... (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, after... Like, when I'm not horny, I'm not really in the mood to think about paying for porn. Because I'm like, why would I do that? I don't even need that. But then I'm horny and I'm like, I just want the porn now. I don't want to... Like, I don't want to sign up for something. Yeah. So. Yeah. But no, but... Why sorry. do you like him? I feel like he's, like, um, written by a woman. Yeah. <laughs> he just, like, he... Seems like he really, like, actually cares. And he, like, just looks at everyone that he shoots with like they're the most beautiful thing in the world hold up i'm googling (laughs) this is extremely important content i need to know he's got some sick tattoos too makes them come yeah first off his tattoos incredible but he also makes them come every single time and like uses toys a lot like like if the girl needs clit stimulation he'll use a toy and if she doesn't he like sometimes doesn't i don't know you can tell that he like is actually trying to make them come. <laughs> Abby's is face Owen on the Gray? camera right now. <laughs> <laughs> Determined. Is, is Owen Gray spelled with an A or an E? E. The fact That's that you know I was that. Like, this is a reggae artist. Like, <laughs> Owen Gray. Yeah, and I think using toys is also a big thing because I feel like oh, a, I've a seen lot of men. Hug. Yeah. A lot of men are, like, scared, too, because they're like, well, am I not doing a good enough job or some bullshit? Mm. <laughs> Owen Gray on Tumblr. He's on Tumblr? No, it's just a hashtag. <laughs> right. Oh, my God, they're, they're writing fan fictions about him. Him? <laughs> yeah. I don't like his hair. I don't think he's, like... 
his his hair is sexy. I don't think that's. I wish he was bald. <laughs> we have some critiques. <laughs> Shave your head. <laughs> I I love that. To be honest. Um, gonna have you looked like a little kid, like on their mom's phone, <laughs> playing games. <laughs> Okay, good, good, good information to know. Jeez, <laughs> thanks, thanks, guys. Well, because I don't like straight porn generally. Um, oh, neither I do I. Gravitate. Yeah, I gravi- gravitate towards lesbian porn, and I also like threesomes, like um, male, female, female, or whatever, whatever. Two pussies and a penis. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, Episode um, name. <laughs> Yeah, and that's kind of, like, what I like, because it is more focused on the, like, pussy pleasure. I can't even... Gender-inclusive language. The person with the vagina's pleasure is Mm. more concentrated on, I think, in those scenarios. But the way I consume porn, aside from, like, sometimes if I'm really just, like, wanting to get off quickly, I'll use Pornhub. But, like, um, I pay $65 a year for um, Dipsy. Which I talked about on your podcast, mm-hmm. um, but it's audio porn, and basically like um, a radio drama, <laughs> except it's erotic, and it's literally the most life-changing um, app I have ever discovered, because first of all, it's great, like it's phenomenal, so like you get voice actors and stuff that are telling a storyline, and like, I don't know, it's just like, it's just perfect. As someone who like was too scared to actually look up porn until they were like 18 um i would like read fan fictions and stuff or like just read porn um and so the audio porn is just kind of like a step above that where like you don't have to necessarily see things you can more so leave it up to the imagination and kind of form your own visions in your mind it's all gender inclusive as well they have non-binary like they have um trans sex and like everything like like it's perfect and they have like little like dating scenarios and stuff too which I haven't listened to because that to me is weird because I'm like why would I you know but then they also have like things that are like getting more connected with your own sexuality and like um meditations and then they have like sleep stories so you can jerk off cue up a sleep story and then fall asleep that's cute yeah that's self-care it is (laughs) self-care because our pleasure and our orgasm is self-care exactly there's a need so yeah well i feel like it it sucks but i feel like a lot of women feel ashamed to masturbate because people make it like i don't know it's like weird or uh, Mm -hmm. taboo but um it rocks (laughs) and i think everyone should be doing it yeah i think beyond that like women try to and they don't like it or they're like a man can do it better or like i don't know they're scared of getting desensitized because they don't want to because they've used toys you know Mm -hmm. like there's so many fears and i think it stops women from doing it well so even if you're mentally okay with doing it there's this anxiety that comes with it i guess Mm -hmm. When it's just so much easier to, like, l- believe that a man can do it. Yeah. And only a man can do it. Yeah. It's like and a learning process. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. 
I was about to just make a joke about how that's there's some women who have never actually had an orgasm before. A lot. A lot boop, of them. Boop, 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 boop. Yeah. But, which um, I can't imagine a world in which I've never experienced an orgasm. Have you guys watched Broad City? Yes. A little bit. I was just thinking of that episode with Alana where she's unable to orgasm and it's because she realized it has been happening since Trump's been in office. <laughs> like she just hasn't been able to get off because of it. <laughs> okay, wait, but that's like kind of accurate because sometimes I'll be trying for like over an hour, which to me is just a long time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For my own hands, yeah. it's that's a long time for me. <laughs> um, and I'll be like, "Why is this not happening?" And then I'll be like, "Oh, you remember that thing that your roommate said like six hours ago about you not doing the dishes?" <laughs> You should probably confront that. <laughs> <laughs> There's an episode of Sex in the City, I think it's like season four or something like that, where Samantha, who, in if no one is familiar, she is like the slutty archetype, quote-unquote slutty, for those of you who aren't watching the podcast or just listening. Um, but she, like, every single time she has sex, she has an orgasm. And then one day she just doesn't have an orgasm and she goes into full crisis mode she's like i don't understand like and she literally spends hours like the whole day trying to get an orgasm and like finally like finally like gives up and stuff and then like there's a funeral and stuff like that and basically the whole the whole premise is that the release that she actually needed was to cry and she cried for the first time and then she obviously got her orgasm back after that but it's like it's definitely true where like if there's i feel maybe this isn't true for everybody but like our mental and emotional state and what's going on can really impact that i think Mm -hmm. and like it's important to like not use well i mean use self-pleasure any way that you want to but like obviously there's too much of a good thing and then there's also like using things to like avoid coping with other bigger issues going on in your life yeah so yeah our bodies know (laughs) (laughs) i find that um getting stoned and masturbating is uh the best (laughs) it not only feels better but then it's also like you're no thoughts so you're just like Mm -hmm. not thinking about your work day or like something that pissed you off earlier in the week um mm. which could just be avoidant but um that's <laughs> <laughs> what i do <laughs> but i think it's true sex works better if you're not too much in your head uh-huh. yeah i agree too i i i don't get stoned i ha- like i have but i don't really like it i get way too paranoid mm-hmm. and there's nothing good about it for me um but I love alcohol a whole bunch. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Too much. Um, <laughs> um, this is not me being like, <laughs> wine mom culture. Like, <laughs> I'm a recovered alcoholic. <laughs> so, um, but sex is definitely better when you're drunk. I feel like mm-hmm. you can do a lot more fun things. Mm-hmm. Like, like anal's a lot easier for me when I'm drunk. I just, like, like it more. Mm -hmm. It lowers inhibitions, for sure. And, like, that's definitely... I I remember this. We talked about this in our episode on your podcast as well. But that's something that's, like, very... 
walking the line because obviously you want to be safe and you want to make sure that everything that's happening is consensual and with alcohol sometimes it is difficult especially if you're drunk to a point where like you can't really consent yeah um or if you wake up and you don't remember things the next morning or something like that like those situations are very scary so it's like very good to be cautious about it but like definitely with any substances i think sex can be better because it does lower your inhibitions you're more willing to just kind of like give in to the moment and enjoy it and then that makes me think like why can't we achieve that without substances you know like is there a certain way that you can train your brain or like work towards being able to approach sex that way almost every time that's a thing that i've heard a lot of people say or women i guess or people with vaginas say is that they like can't focus on the pleasure that they're getting enough to reach orgasm um which I get because sometimes I'm totally like that too like I said um but I think what works for me is like like really focusing on like it's not about your mental it's not about in here what I'm feeling it's like what am I feeling down there what am I physically feeling and that's Mm -hmm. all that's in my head Mm -hmm. is like it's like you're meditating and you're like just feeling the earth beneath your feet (laughs) but I'm just like just feel the tongue on your clit (laughs) it's all good and that seems to help Mm -hmm. just generally gaining an awareness of actually what's going on but also like losing an awareness that's true yeah like no thought of like what do I look like here yeah or like what do I sound like here Mm -hmm. like no thought of even like I should I should make this sexier for them because mm-hmm. that's the hard one for me is I yeah. like I'm like am I being sexy enough when I'm having pleasure <laughs> <laughs> is this pleasurable enough for the male fantasy <laughs> <laughs> when when I'm trying to come yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah oh speaking yeah. of coming sorry I <laughs> just learned this I don't know if it's common knowledge but my friend was telling me the other day that there's, for, like, men, there's a difference between coming and orgasming. Like, not every time they... When they just come, it's, like, not that pleasurable. Like, they have to orgasm while they come. I don't know. (laughs) What? Yeah. (laughs) Apparently they're not the same thing. Well, because... Have you ever had sex with someone... A person with a penis um and they'll like come a little bit but they're like okay i can keep going yeah i think that's what it is is like mm-hmm. they came but they didn't orgasm so they're not like yeah. desensitized to it yet mm-hmm. ah. i think it's just that the penis lets out come too early yeah. <laughs> pre-cum but it's not pre-cum oh it's not pre-cum pre-cum's totally different because that is no sperm in it mm-hmm. pre-cum doesn't have sperm in it mm-mm you can't get pregnant from it. Unless you've got sperm stuck in the, the penile, the, the canal. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Everyone is lying to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure they used to it's, scare people with that. They're like, you have to be careful about pre-cum because you could get pregnant that way. Yeah. Yeah. But it'd just be if they, like, just came, then the pre-cum would probably, like, the next pre-cum would probably have sperm in it but that's because it's like still in the penis that's true yeah hmm i have an iud it doesn't matter to me same (laughs) it matters to our listeners yeah 
I had a YouTube video recommended to me today that was um, The Scary History of Birth Control. And I have it in my watch later so that I can watch it, but I should have watched it before this so I could be like, all right, let's talk about birth control now. (sighs) Why would you want to watch that? That sounds horrifying. Because I need to be learned. (laughs) Have you guys seen the needle for, like, the shot for birth control? Apparently it's fucking massive. It's, like, really painful. That's for men, though, right? No, I guess for women, too. I I don't know. The IUD is the only birth control that I've had, so... I've been on the pill as well. Yeah. Yeah. The, the pill's the only one I've done, and that did not last long. No. That was a terrible, terrible, awful experience. So bad. Well, doesn't it have, like, a shit ton of, um, what's the word? Estrogen? No. My brain is off. Okay. Like, it, like, it fucks with your mood and, like, just your body. Oh, and yeah. Yeah. If you're ingesting hormones, it takes a lot longer of a time to actually get to the area that it's supposed to, which is like your ovaries and your uterus, and therefore it has a more intense impact on the rest of your body and your hormone production in those areas. So it affects your mood, it affects your weight, it affects like your hair growth and stuff like that, like your skin, everything. and I also was on antidepressants at the same time. I was on an SSRI, so I gained a shitload of weight. I did not feel like a human being anymore, um, and I spent most of my time for like probably two years straight dissociating and having various different identity crises. Mm. Um, but once I got off of it, because I literally quit both my medications cold turkey, which you shouldn't do, that was a bad thing to do. But I basically had, like, a little bit of a manic episode, but it honestly was really good for me, if that sounds weird, because I didn't do anything dangerous. Um, I just felt really, like, unreasonably good about myself um, and had a really great summer. So (laughs) that was it. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I I got back to normal, and eventually it all evened out, and, like, I'm fine now. (laughs) But I definitely did a number to my hormone production. Yeah. Yeah. If you're gonna think about going on medications, you're gonna have to plan like months in advance. Like that you're you're gonna know that you need months for this process because you're gonna be trying like at least two different medications, right? Like it's never the first one that works mm-hmm. for you. So you're trying at least two, but like I got up to like five different antidepressants mm-hmm. and they all had like horrible side effects like weight gain becoming more suicidal (laughs) (laughs) um sex drive completely gone Mm -hmm. um and you just have to like be really aware of your body and like stick it out Mm -hmm. and i am not willing to make that sacrifice for birth control yeah like i'm I'm willing to do it for my mental health maybe Mm -hmm. but for birth control no it's not worth it Although, I did have to take the Plan B pill a week ago for, like, the first time in a while. I took it once in high school, Mm -hmm. and this was, like, my second time, and I forgot how much that fucks with you. Yeah. So, maybe... Like, just for, like, days after, or, like, how long? Like, five days after, I was, like, spotting, bleeding, and getting, like, random cramps, Mm -hmm. but, like, a couple times I had cramps that were so bad that I was, like... 
what the fuck is going on? Am I dying? Is this a stroke? Like, out of nowhere. Yeah. And then my period started, like, right away. Like, I'd just gotten off of my period, so I had, like, a two-week break between periods. Yeah. Mm. Plan not fun. Um, I, I have hormonal, like, I have the hormonal IUD now. Um, and I found it didn't actually impact my, it hasn't impacted my body at all Hmm. so far, but I have really bad anxiety about it where I'm like, is it going to fall out? Oh, is it going to scrape a man's penis? Because that has happened before. It's scraped a man's penis? Not to me, but I've read about that happening. Yeah. It's very uncommon though. Um, yeah. But, like, every time I get, like, a cramp or something in my stomach, I'm just, like, it's destroying my insides. It's not <laughs> where it's supposed to be. Getting it in, bleh, like, it, it's been the best for me, because it's not for everyone, but I, like, don't get my period anymore at all. I get cramps mm-hmm. sometimes, but... Um, but getting it in was fucking brutal, <laughs> because yeah. she was, like... Oh, this this is too like the little metal, what is that called to like separate? Mm-hmm. I don't know the thing she the was clamp. the clamp. The, she was the, like, this is. I don't think it's a clamp. <laughs> Sorry, that was like, the opposite of a clamp. <laughs> I know the listeners can't see what I'm doing, but just imagine someone like yeah. diving or digging. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was the metal piece was like too big. So she's like, I'm going to go get a smaller one and left me in this silent room with my legs up in the stirrups for like 10 minutes. And I was like, I want to (laughs) die. I kind of just want to (laughs) leave. But uh, smooth sailing since then. Yeah. Sounds traumatizing. Oh, it was. To have someone like, like physically hold open your vagina. Horrifying. Yeah. Mm. Like it's, I've. My family doctor I've known for, like, years and years, and she's, like, made me feel pretty comfortable, but still, I was like, I'm gonna kick this bitch in the face. This is so painful. <laughs> it hurt? Oh, it, yeah. It, it just feels yeah. like the most brutal, like, cramp. Like, it, it doesn't Ooh. last very long, but it was like, oh my god, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. So. Um. <laughs> but I don't have to get it changed for five years, so. Nice. I can't remember where I saw this or heard this, but some lady one time was talking about cervical penetration for sex. Like no. Like cervical penetration no. orgasm. And she was like, you haven't lived until you tried this. And I was like, that sounds like the worst fucking thing in my entire that life. That sounds It doesn't unhinged. sound like she knows what she's talking about. No. That, like, I don't think you... I don't think... Because that just sounds, like, painful. Well, you for sure couldn't do it with a penis. Because it's tiny tiny little hole yeah so if a penis is like hitting your cervix like that's painful it won't if it if it yeah for, yeah first off just hitting is painful but if it like went in you'd be like broke like you'd be broken yeah <laughs> you'd be, right you yeah you does she just mean like right re- i feel like she means just regular sex like without clit stimulation I feel like some people just yeah. don't know what terms. Because <laughs> I'm like, that does not yeah. sound pleasant at all for anyone. I don't care who you are. No. <laughs> I don't know if you would necessarily be broken because we give birth through our cervixes. Yeah, but your body naturally, like, 
Like, the baby doesn't force that open. The body opens itself. Okay, but, like, what if... Now I'm just making things up, and I'm going to have to Google this afterwards. But I was like, but what if you work your way up to a point where your body welcomes it? Why would you want to? You might have to do that hormonally. (laughs) 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 Cervical penetration. Only able to be achieved when you are fucking while pregnant. You're out here, like, shooting up with progesterone. (laughs) (laughs) I'm about to have the best orgasm of my fucking life. Oh my god. Oh no. No, I don't like to judge anyone for what they're into, but that sounds fucking awful and painful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't kink, sh- kink shame here, but um, don't fucking do that. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. I kink shame. Why not? Okay. You know? I, yeah, I actually take that back because there's certain ones that I'm just like, that's something you need to unpack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's something you need to go see a therapist about because that's. Yeah. Um, mm-mm. <laughs> You're not not gonna be able to effectively work that one out. No. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm more of a like keep it to yourself type thing. Yeah. Um, keep it in your the privacy of your own home. Yeah. Type thing. And if you bring it out or if you start talking about it, people have every single right to say what they want to about it. Yeah. Yeah. If you're like walking your boyfriend on like the city bus, like. I will kink shame you, I'm sorry. Yeah. And I'm not going to try to make some things illegal. Like, no. like something should be legal and some things are just fucking weird and I'm going to shame you, but like, still do it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? Love yourself. Yeah. <laughs> You're the only person that matters. Um, yeah. I don't know. I feel like I've, I've lost my spice a little bit. I haven't been in like a steady like, steady, committed relationship in a long time now, and so I haven't been able to, like, explore my freaky side, Mm. because I don't feel safe doing it with someone that I'm not committed to, but, um, I don't know, we'll see, we'll see, I've been in, like, a steady, casual, sexual relationship for a while, so there's no reason why I shouldn't be trusting my partner but it just it definitely feels different is there anything Mm -hmm. that you want to try that's a little freakier that you're not sure yet i'd be down to do a little bit of uh bdsm um also i really want to peg a man but that's not really something that i can like bring up to my casual friends with benefits if he hasn't already asked himself you, know, you bring it up as I a feel joke. Like that's something that my partner would have to ask me to do. Bring it up well, as a joke. Could... See how they react. Go from there. That's smart. If they're kind of into it. But if it... push a little more. Yeah. <laughs> but if you bring it up as a joke, they're gonna think that you're like hating on it, and then they'll never bring it up again. Oh, that's true. They're gonna be like, oh, they think, they think it's a punchline. <laughs> What's when is my lifestyle? <laughs> Pegging is my lifestyle. Thought it was funny. Pegging is my lifestyle. I mean, <laughs> no, that's a good point. He reacted well when I called his double handshake gay. Not that pegging is gay. Yeah, way to go, Abigail. <laughs> but a man being into me is gay. So where's the line? <laughs> Uh oh. <laughs> Do you find it? So, is he. Can he say he's straight if he's into you? I'm not going to tell him what he can identify as, but um, 
technically no. As a non-binary person, I'm not a cis woman. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a cis man. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? I'm not gonna unpack that for him. He can do the work on his own. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. I think I think. I mean, all of the partners that I've been with in long-term relationships have definitely been a little fruity. And I can say that with my chest. So, there is that. It's kind of like a gaydar for you? Like, if they're into you? Kind of. Okay. But, like, it's more of, like, a thing that I discover. Like, obviously, I'm not, like, when I go to date cis men, I'm not like, you seem a little gay. I like that about you. (laughs) I tend to like feminine men more, um, and then, like, as I get closer to them, I realize there definitely are layers. I think to every man there's layers of homosexuality <laughs> deep, deep below the surface, mm. um, depending on whether or not they actually want to look on it, look at it, and they're, they're, in any way, whether that be, like, when they are, like, vehemently grossed out by homosexuality, I think that's, like, a big like gay flag that's layer one that's a big pride (laughs) flag sticking up right there but then like i don't know um i've always just like instigated conversations with my partners like as they've identified as like straight cis men and like just brought things up and been like hey would you ever be into this or like what do you think about this type thing and then usually the conversation like progresses and we talk about it more in my first relationship like not so much but I don't know. It's interesting. The men that I have been in long-term relationships with have been a little fruity. First one, not openly so, but his friend group was very questionable in high school. Uh, <laughs> um, second one, definitely, yes. But yeah. I'm not going to like disclose too much information on this, but yeah. Dating me is gay, boys. <laughs> Strap in. <laughs> Something I really appreciate about my current partner is I didn't feel comfortable talking about being bisexual with any of my past partners. Um, not that I'm like ashamed of it or whatever. I think it's more so just wanting them to feel comfortable, if that makes sense. Um, but my partner's like, will shout it from the rooftops. Mm-hmm. And he thinks it's awesome. <laughs> but not in like a predatory, like, yeah. thinks that lesbians are hot <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. Just like, he's like, yeah, this is my, my bi, my bi GF. Yeah. Aw. His bi wife energy. Bi wife energy. Bi wife energy. He's got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's cute. Good for you. Yeah, it's nice. Mm-hmm. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Um, How long have we been going for? 47 minutes. I was gonna bring up uh, casual sex, how we feel about mm. it. Because um, I, I, I don't have too much experience with it because I'm almost always in a relationship. Um, but I don't know, what are your guys' opinion? I'm the same as you. I haven't had it very much, um, and when I do, it's normally, like, more centered on the other person's pleasure, just because I feel like 
it's not going to be good for me if I'm not, like, emotionally into it. So I have fun making other people feel good. And then once I, like, feel emotionally comfortable, which would be some kind of relationship, usually, then we can go for that. But, like, casual is just not super... Not super my thing. It's fine. Um, my relationship with casual sex has definitely changed over the past few years. Um, I remember, like, because, I mean, I had my first time with a guy I was in a relationship for three years, and then I kind of was thrust into the dating world. And, like, wanted to have all these different experiences and stuff, and wasn't sure. And, of course, like, every person that you come into contact in that way is different. Their bodies work differently. Their bodies look different. Like, and I just, I was very overwhelmed, I think, um, and then ended up, like, having some casual experiences before getting into another relationship, but then, like, when those, when we had, like, those breaks in our relationship and stuff, I, for some reason, I think just, like, I don't know what it was, it was almost a little bit destructive in the way that I use sex, I just hooked up with people all the time, whether that be from Tinder or, like, dates that I went on and, like, would hook up with them after the first date, and at the time I didn't view it as destructive, because at the time I was having fun, and I was enjoying myself, and, like, I was being safe about it, um, but I was definitely using casual encounters as, like, a way to replace, like, intimacy in my life that I had like lost after losing a partner and I just didn't know what to do with my energy anymore and I just like you know um so it definitely can work if you're doing it for the right reasons and I think that like now in which in where I am in my life um obviously with lockdown and stuff I had a significant like break from casual encounters for like quite a few months Um, and then when, after I moved here, I, like, tried to kind of get back into, like, what I thought was, like, my normal, like, single, (laughs) my normal single habits of, like, going on dates and, like, casually hooking up with people, but it didn't feel the same because I think I wasn't in a period of mourning a breakup anymore, so I was, like, doing all the things that I used to do when I was mourning my breakup, and then realizing that, like, it wasn't fulfilling me in the same way, and it just kind of made me sad. (laughs) Yeah. And so I ended up, like, meeting someone who's been, like, my friend with benefits for almost a year now. Um, And then outside of, like, one random hookup that I regret, um, and then just, like, a small little, teeny little relationship that we only had, like, sex maybe, like, three times during, like, a three-month-long relationship. Um, Like, aside from those two instances... Like, he's been the person I've consistently been having sex with, and for him, I'm the one person he's been consistently having sex with as well. And it's only, like, twice or three times a month. Like, it's nothing super, like, we're seeing each other all the time, because, like, our schedules just don't allow for it, and we're busy people. Um, But it's honestly been, like, the healthiest casual hookup relationship that I've ever had, casual sex relationship I've ever had, just because, like, we're communicative, and we care about each other in a way that's like he doesn't just like come over we fuck and then he leaves like we come over we share a bottle of wine we have a really good conversation we ask each other about our lives like you know it's a whole like social event Mm -hmm. and then like he'll go home and that's like fine because like we're both there for the same reason and like we both put in the same amount of effort so it works you know and we're very clear about 
Thanks. I might be developing feelings, but I think yeah. I also might be confused. <laughs> that was a pretty long... <laughs> I was like, hmm. So, I know. That was a, that was a really great long monologue <laughs> we had there about your casual yeah, sex. Yeah, we'll chat about that later. It's okay. A year is a really long time to be having monogamous sex with somebody. Um, and I honestly would be remiss if I didn't um, catch feelings at this point. Right. Um, however, I might also just be confused because he offered to help me move. So. Okay. <laughs> My love language. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> acts of service, question mark? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's, like, been working out so far, and obviously, like, I, I've been in a place in my life where I'm not really looking for a relationship either, and I'm I'm not even sure if that's what I want or what I'm ready for. Um, so it's been nice to be able to have those sexual needs met without having the pressure of, like, committing. It's given me a lot of space to still learn and grow on my own, because it's not consuming so much of my own personal time, if that makes sense. Yeah. That's how I feel about long distance. Yeah. I didn't think I'd like it. In fact, I was a real child about it. I was like, (laughs) I was like pouting. I was like angry at no one, but everyone. (laughs) I was like, I can't not have sex for months. (laughs) And I'm right. I can't. (laughs) But but it's really not as bad as I thought it would be. It's like you give up the instant gratification, but you get the independence. So kind of a trade-off I needed if I'm not, if I'm going to be honest. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. That's amazing. I thought I would hate it, and I still do, but I feel good. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah. I'm glad I you guys are in a like... good mental space. <laughs> are, we in, are we in a good mental space? <laughs> it's like, sounds like it. <laughs> Can't relate. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. Well. Um, <laughs> Tell us about it. No, I'm just uh, trying to... It has nothing to do with relationships. It's just trying to um, be more creative and spend my time better. <laughs> um but uh on the topic of casual sex i was thinking the other day because i I don't have too many experiences with it but i just remember this one this uh this guy i was talking to on tinder i met him at a bar and uh you know i was wearing like a full suit he lived downtown worked downtown i was like this is fun um we go up to his really nice apartment um like no furniture um so that was a little concerning mm-hmm. um but i just remember in the morning <laughs> didn't offer me like water or anything um but his roommate had a bucket of Seven Eleven chicken wings from the night before and he came up to me with it he's like you want some i was like i'm gonna go home <laughs> I immediately just got the ick. I was like, I'm leaving. <laughs> oh my god. Call me a cab. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um, I feel like in movies and shows, they make casual sex or like meeting someone at the bar seem like this really passionate, exciting thing. And it's typically not. Um, because yeah, it, it, like oftentimes it's a little awkward. 
and yeah. you're figuring th- things out. But um, yeah, I I agree yeah. with what you were saying about using it uh, to replace like relationships after breakups and stuff because I think that's when I was doing it um mm-hmm. so although I don't I regret a few of them <laughs> um <laughs> but at the time it was just like yeah I'm just having fun hanging out uh mm. there's definitely more to it yeah that actually made me realize that I haven't had casual sex while not in the wake of a really bad breakup <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> like I've never had it at a time when I'm happy. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I even like it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely like, like I said, it's changed for me and the structure of how it's changed, like for sure, where it's not a substitute for something else. It's just genuinely like I'm feeling like I need this release and this fun time and like I think it would be good and healthy for me. And so I call it the person that I trust and like... Mm go for it yeah and I don't know like when is it not casual anymore (laughs) where it's like I have like that one specific person that is I guess like that is still casual sex but like it's not like chaotic casual sex yeah Yeah. that makes sense so I I think as long as it's consensual and um you're both down for it casual sex is awesome it's not for everyone and I don't think it should be used as a replacement, but also don't let anyone make you feel bad about it because sex is yeah. different for everyone. So some people might think that you need to have some sort of emotional attachment, which is not true. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> um, there's a couple guys that I could be content with never seeing ever again. <laughs> and that's yeah. just the way it is. Yeah. The way I think about it is like sex is good, emotions are good on their own and separate and I'm pretty good at separating those. And when they're together, it makes both of them even better. Yeah. I couldn't do a relationship without sex and I couldn't do like I can do sex without a relationship, but like you know, if a relationship is based purely on sex as opposed to like intimacy and feelings on a long-term basis, it's like obviously not going to be as good. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Anybody else have last-minute topics that they want to bring up? <laughs> um, how do you guys feel about dirty talk? Ooh, fun one. I am trying to get better at it. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. I'm like, was that it stupid? It is so hard. <laughs> um, someone sent me a TikTok, and I can't remember what it was. It was, <laughs> it was a clip of the Nature Channel. And it was some Australian guy topic talking about like some type of like python, like a snake. Um, and it was like when when he asks you to talk dirty to him in the bedroom, and it's just this nature guy going like, "Look at the size of that thing, <laughs> and the girth is absolutely amazing." And he was going into all these like scientific terms. I I think that like it totally depends on my partner and I feel like I do it more when I'm inebriated or drunk yeah let's say because when I'm stoned I like no thoughts (laughs) Mm -hmm. but like when I'm drunk I'll like be more into it I'm more of a freak when I'm drunk like I I don't know it loosens yeah somebody I trust obviously Mm -hmm. but exactly I don't know that's fun a little spicy I need to work on it because I (laughs) 
my dirty like what comes naturally to me is me going like wow you look like an angel i love you so much (laughs) (laughs) you're so beautiful (laughs) romantic shit and it's not sexy to everyone and that's okay (laughs) but i start like overthinking it like just today I, (laughs) i was having sex and i was i was topping and i was like I was, like, trying to figure out what I was going to say, basically. I was planning it out. I was, like, making my, my, what is that called? Monologue? Monologue. And it just didn't go to plan. So I was, I was, like, expecting him to be, like, I don't know, ready, ready to have the sex. I was, like, oh, my God, I was going to say, you like that? You ready? You ready for this? And he was, like, no. And it just derailed derailed the whole thing. (laughs) Like, what do I say to that? You need more time? <laughs> oh my god, I would cry. No. <laughs> like, I love that. No. Like, I'm trying to be dominating right now, but I'm not gonna, like, not go with consent. So. Yeah. <laughs> and I was gonna do, like, a teasing thing. I was like, well, you can't have it yet. <laughs> Are you ready? And, and I just no. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Oh. Um, fuck. So still recovering from that one. My downfall is that I make jokes too much during. Oh, oh no. And I definitely have been told to shut up, which like <laughs> just can be sexy sometimes, but like definitely, definitely like sometimes. It would just be like, oh my god, please, please stop talking. <laughs> I Because I'm trying to be a fucking comedian and this is just not the time. <laughs> no. I like to laugh in the bedroom. So sometimes when awkward things happen, I'll make a joke about it. Like, mid-coitus, I'm sorry. Yeah. But, like, it's kind of funny. Sex is kind of funny. It yeah. is funny. And it's gross and it's it's silly. And, yeah. But I just, don't, don't be trying to make the joke. <laughs> commentary on okay. what's happening. Abby's like, a nun and like a cowboy walk into commentary. a bar. <laughs> um, I'm used to, like, I prefer being dominated, so I, like, I don't think I really ever feel like I have to dirty talk. I like being dirty talk, too. <laughs> I got a tattoo a while back. <laughs> and my t- I already, I told my partner that he thought it was funny, but I don't know what in reference to. I think it was just um, about me like sitting still for so long. But my tattoo artist called me "good girl," and I was like, <laughs> um, "Okay, <laughs> holy shit!" <laughs> I was like, "Good thing I have this mask on." Holy fuck! Um, but I just you know learn new you things can't about just myself. Say that. I know. I was like, uh, "What the fuck." Um, but I, I hooked up with this girl once who liked being dirty talked too, and she liked, <laughs> like, she wanted me to be mean to her, but I'm not mean. <laughs> so I would, like, try, and then I would keep saying sorry. <laughs> no! I think at one point I was like, I don't mean that. <laughs> Just immediately takes it back. (laughs) She's like, no, like, just say it. (laughs) 
But anyways. <laughs> I definitely, I like, I like dirty talk for sure. I just feel like sometimes it can be awkward and I don't know. Yeah. Like, who knows? Maybe the next time I hook up with my casual sex partner, I'll try. You should throw some in. I should really just start trying to spice up that relationship a little bit more. But I feel like it, it just, we're not having enough. I, I'm a person that likes to have a lot of sex, like all the time. Yeah. And so and that only happens for me if I'm in like a partnership with somebody because they're there more often. And like I said, our schedules don't line up. So like we can't be there more often than we are. So I really, I really should just start, you know, first of all, texting more and then also like being a little bit more freaky because I do miss that. It's fun. So fun. It's fun to push the limits of trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did walk out of the bathroom after sex and told him he looked like a painting, which I thought was That's very intimate. Kind. And intimate. When you call that dirty talk, he did. but it was a good was, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> His penis looked very nice in the lighting that I had set up in my room at the time. That's your dirty talk. <laughs> hey, you look nice down there. You're look, looking yeah. good. You look like a Renaissance painting. <laughs> I'm just going back to like yeah. your fanfic writing. <laughs> You're just saying it like. God, you guys, I'm a Pisces Venus. Okay, it's like never gonna. I used to write like gay sex fan fiction, mm. um, and I was like okay at it. I didn't really understand how the anatomy worked, and I was a virgin, so I thought male nipples worked like female nipples. <laughs> Which I don't really. Wait, so you would write, like, a gay fan fiction about two dudes, and they would be sucking on each other's Yeah. Okay, <laughs> some guys, it is, like, it feels good for them, and others, it just doesn't. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I miss that. I feel like every guy I've hooked up with have been like, don't go anywhere near my nipples. <laughs> <laughs> it's because all girls miss that. Yeah. Just test them out. miss the boob. Yeah. Um, I was going to say something and I forgot. <laughs> Where was I going with the... Why did I bring up the fan fiction? Just to embarrass uh, myself? What's <laughs> happening? That's <laughs> all we do. Anatomy, nipples. What did you say before that? His penis looked like a renaissance painting. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you'd think... <laughs> You'd think that if I can write a sex scene between two anime characters, I could speak a sex scene into into life. Mm-hmm. I could birth it from the brain, mm-hmm. and I can't. What animes would would you write about? <laughs> it's a safe space. Um, I wrote some Avatar: The Last Airbender. <laughs> nice. And I wrote some um, free Iwatobi swim club. Do you know that one? I'm kind of familiar. I haven't watched it though. Okay, I I was um, a speed swimmer as a kid, so it was really up my lane. <laughs> <laughs> Not the swimming humor. <laughs> oh no. close to the end here my airpods are dying a very fast death unfortunately but 
thank you so much for coming on Taya. oh my gosh thank you guys so much for having me <laughs> yeah it's been a really fun episode list your socials um sure i only really use two i'm on instagram as Taya way that's t-a-y-a-w-e-y and I have a podcast called Reverse Cowgirl, which you can just search up, and it's got a little heart made out of rope with a cowboy in the middle with some sexy assless chaps. You'll find it. Mm-hmm. Um, working on getting socials for that one, but I have anxiety. Instagram keeps blocking her content. Also that, yeah, it keeps taking down my content because mm-hmm. it's sex stuff, yeah. which, like, I get it, but I'm still mad about it. Yeah. And, yeah. That's the podcast. Shout out to Doug Hoyer for intro and outro oh, music. Um, now for the graphics. And um, I feel like we should do a part two to this sometime. Um, yes. Go more in depth. I still have so much I want to talk about. Yeah. Um, Damn AirPods. <laughs> but we will see you next week or the week after. The week after. Or maybe we'll three weeks from now. I don't know. I don't think you guys have very high expectations anymore. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, thank you again for coming on. That was fun. And uh, see you all. Bye.